Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's October 6, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. How are we doing out there? How you doing, Walt? You're muted? Sorry, sorry, the captain muted me, so Walter? I'm muted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. How you doing? Oh, what do you want? Oh, okay. <laughs> Dolly, how are you I'm doing? I'm cool. <laughs> oh, good. We got two cool yeah. people here. Absolutely well, Walter, wonderful. Well, Walter, people want to know more about you how you're feeling. Huh? People want to know uh, how you're doing. They want to know, uh, are you having any issues? Uh, well, I don't like the idea of of go, of using allopathic medicine. I'm sorry, I just I, I never liked allopathic crap. Uh, allopathic medicine almost put me in the put me in, in the cemetery one year because they they keep give, giving me massive doses of hydro. Um, what's that medicine? It's used for allergies. Hydrocortisone. They almost killed me with that. They almost shut, killed my liver with massive doses of that shit. So, through the years, that's that's why as I as I learned and grew over time, I would I started switching and and started gravitating to toward naturopaths and. Uh, uh, homeopathics and uh, um, what do you call it? The uh, what's that? No, I can't remember. The um, uh, acupuncturist, anything that's not allopathic medicine, because like look look at my present case. Is like I was I was. I was aghast, and if if it weren't for the fact that I was there and, and I was I was at their mercy, I can't leave unless until I get better. You learn to keep your your mouth and try to be nice and try to you know play by the rules because you just want to get the hell out of there. Uh, but they, it's it's like, wait a minute. I thought you're doctors and you're like and you have decades of experience so you should know how to heal people but then I, I remember oh yeah traditional allopathic doctors they don't heal people they treat people that's their thing so for example in my case with the high blood pressure they experimented with a battery of different drugs oh we'll try this one oh this one doesn't work okay we'll try this other one and I'm, and I'm thinking what what? And and I look at my my neighbor across the street, Rick, who 
who his hands shake as if he had St. Vitus dance or some kind of problem and it turned out that it's an allergic reaction to a drug he had he was given when he went to the hospital which he he was in the hospital in the first place because of that and I said well and I said well did you, did you get a compensation you know were you able to sue them oh no because of, he gave me some explanation why he why he couldn't sue them so he he's he's affected for the rest of his life and and they're scot-free so do I want an allopathic doctor to play with my body and, and, and give me drugs and try different things to see what works? Right now I'm 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 having my it's it's really I guess I guess the the spiritual guides know how to do things. My the last of the allopathic drugs uh, was over this this uh, Friday. Was the last was the last last pill that I had, because I, I took it to I went to Walgreens to get a refill, and it turns out that they need some kind of some some kind of a permit or or something from the prescribing doctor, so it it just so happens that I have I'm supposed to see the standard doctor tomorrow, and let's see if he wants to give me something but in, in instead of taking allopathic drugs I'm just taking herbs uh, borage, dandelion, garlic, leek valerian roots, cat's claw they're fantastic they keep the pressure under control and you don't have to feel crazy and crappy and, and you don't have to feel like uh, with the other drugs the doctor gave me those first two weeks I, I was back from the hospital I hated it because I thought I was going crazy because like for example one of the drugs you would when you would look, uh, nothing looked normal. Everything looked it, it looked like um, I don't know, like sparkles in front of your eyes. And, and I'm thinking, oh God, what does this mean? Am I losing my brains or something? And it was all these different, all these different uh, symptoms, and they're not even, and they don't even care that they're supposed to be normal. You oh, you, if you take this drug, you're supposed to get that. What? This is what passes for medicine, guessing. Oh, I'm guessing this drug is going to help. Oh, I'm guessing. No, no. If I, if I, you spent ten years going to university to study the human body or on what does, you know, prescribe things with a, a certain demo, mode uh, measure of certainty. Like if you give the person this medicine, this person is going to be a-okay or at least 90% okay or 85% okay or 96% okay, but don't just guess. <laughs> I had general, general, I had uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels on the Shanghai show twice. And what she said in the first go around was astonishing to me because she went to Harvard Medical School and she, the, one of the first things that they said to the students was 50% of what we tell you is true 50% we don't know so you got a 50-50 chance from the get-go according to a Harvard trained doctor that what they're doing to you is safe or not safe or whatever then in the second sh the second show I did with her, I, well maybe it was that same show. No, I guess it was the same show. 
she got into um, the standard of care. And what she said to me, I was, I was bringing up that my RN sister, every time I tried to have a logical, rational discussion about the system of medicine and, and how exactly what you're describing is what all of the rest of us see from medicine, Oh no, they're they're you know she'd go ballistic. It was it was worse than saying Trump to her, and so then I'm talking to Dr. Jennifer Daniels, and she says um, it's the standard of care thing. She said if you want to get if you want to get your the attention of your sister, she said you say standard of care, because what this is it's a legal way of keeping doctors and nurses from being sued. And so it says that if somebody comes in and is exhibiting these symptoms, then this is what you do. And you check it off exactly as, you know, oh, yes, oh, I did that, I did that, I did that. It doesn't matter what's happening to the patient. What's ha- what the important thing is is that you make sure you've checked off all of those standard of care procedures so that you cannot be sued. And she proceeds to tell stories, and she wrote a book um, uh, the the subtitle of it I always remember lethal dose I think is that is the main title but it's um, murder by medicine is not a myth that's why she lives out of the country and what she's specifying is that the whole real critical problem is that they do not deal with an individual they're just clicking off the standard of care and she explained how this resulted in death of patients that she dealt with, and that she, you know, went head on into the to the quagmire of what this is all about. And she, one of the heads of uh, an internship hospital she was in, and she said, "You overdosed this person with this because you were following the standard of care." For heaven's sakes. Um, so the standard of care, she said, she said, you, you, this particular person died because you were following standard of care, even though you had already overdosed this person. And the next shot was going to be fatal. And I told your RN, and I told the nurse that, that had given him the, the too much to begin with. And yet you, the doctor, the RN, forced this woman to give another dose of this medicine that killed that patient. And she went to the head of the, the hospital and said this. And she says, and I can, I watched him, you know, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing her. I watched him. But he all of a sudden is going into, oh my God, does this woman have to get controlled in a way? What, what is she saying to me? Telling you that I've seen this, I know about this, and if you don't want anything to do with it, well, then I'm my responsibility is done. I I reported it to you. You know, and that's mm-hmm. that's how she survived, because she realized that reporting it's not going to do you any good. So yes, Walt, I felt when you when you were in the hospital, I I was like freaking out because it's like the worst person worst per- place you can have somebody that's actually <laughs> needs help. <laughs> you know, it, now, if it's a broken leg or it's something that they can mend, if it's a, uh, you know, surgery to repair a bullet wound, I mean, there's all sorts of things that they're just absolutely astonishing capabilities of. But an average person who has had what you had, 
which was some kind of an issue with a stroke or an aneurysm, their way of talking about, we're talking 3D medicine. Then you're in that, that thing. Now, so, so they're giving you medicine after medicine to get your, your high blood pressure down, and yet your high blood pressure remained. So you started supplementing with the, I don't even remember what, what it was that... Um, I, th I took, uh, what I did, the, there is a great book that I bought, um, it, not from Amazon, it, I went to the website, um, hold on, I will, I want to go to it. <laughs> Hold on. Nancy, did you tell the people that uh, they might hear some uh, seconds of silence, but we'll be back? Yeah, I see that it just jumped. Um, yeah, we're having a, a problem with the internet, my internet, and so every once in a while, the station loses the signal. Now, what's what backs Sorry, it up is just silence. So when you hear this, okay, hold a minute. When you hear the, hear silence, it's just that the station is resetting. Don't freak out. It will reset within ten seconds, and mostly more than it's shorter than that. Uh, nothing I can do right now. I've got a new modem, but it came in <laughs> late last night. I wasn't going to be able to work with it, and plus I got to get my head right. Oh my God! I, I can't tell you, you Your know, head right. my head right, you know, I, the thing of it is, Walt, is that I've got post-traumatic stress over being there in the early days of computers, you know, where if you did something, God forbid you sneeze, right, and all of a sudden the computer would say, fatal error, fatal error. Now, why would you mm. use that kind of a terminology? And so the first time you see it, you go, oh, my God, my computer is, you know. And if you're lucky, it was just you need to reset or something, you know. But, my God, I mean, it's, it was like people nowadays, they expect it always to be working. I grew up when it was just coming out, and I always expected it to not work. And I cannot get over this. I mean, so a simple thing that wouldn't even bother anybody else, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> a little bit of PST, you know. Anyway, so anybody out there that hears a, a, a you know, it suddenly goes quiet on you, don't worry, it'll come right back. Um, apologize, but there's nothing I can do about it right now. Okay, so... And usually it picks up where, where we leave off, or where it goes away, so yeah. you won't miss much. Now, so are you, are, you guys, are you guys hearing me or am I? No, no, we hear you. Kind of... We hear you. Oh, okay. No, so you found what you were looking for because you left and oh, yeah. there was silence, which is what kicked it out. I sometimes think oh. that if there's not, if there, if there, that I'm, I'm trying to watch it and figure out what it is, but it's almost like if there's too long a s seconds of silence, then the backup comes in. Like it, it seems like it thinks it lost a signal or something. I don't know, oh. but that's what that's what uh, what I think just made it jump. But we'll see. But so okay, what okay. is it that you were looking for, hon? No, uh, I found uh, an, the advert. I found it on Facebook, and it's a fantastic book. A very long title. It's called "The Lost Book of Herbal Remedies: The Healing Power of Plant Medicine." Nicole Apellion, PhD, and Claude Davis, and. Um, the book is amazing because it has the, all the photography of the plants involved, 
but for example, just I'm, I just focused on the issue of, and it has the plants grouped and classified on what they're for, but not only, uh, at least the, the authors are so thorough as to, for example, on the issue of high blood pressure, not only do they say, yes, you know, it, it, it treats high blood pressure, but it also explains how. For example, borage it treats high blood pressure, but completely different from the way valerian root does. Valerian root treats high blood pressure by relaxing the blood, the blood vessels. And clad's claw treats high blood pressure, but in a different way. So it's really fascinating how powerful all the plants are. And they do the, the work they do, but with, with, you know, with a different mechanism on, on how they do it. Uh, so it's it's a fantastic book to keep on your on on your desk for uh, a ready reference because it it covers like everything. Uh, and it's called it's the fantastic. Lost Book of Herbal Energy. The Lost Book of Herb Herbal Remedies. Mm -hmm. Okay, remedies. And, and the author. And the, yeah. Keep talking so you don't get. Okay. Okay. Out. Why don't you <laughs> Why don't you put the uh, put it in chat? Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, um, okay, good. Okay. Let me see where... Now, um, it actually jumped without me, without that break. So it's just jumping around and, you know, life is like that. Hell, I feel like I'm jumping around. I'm not sure where I'm going. And I cannot believe, I cannot believe that September is gone and we're already into the 6th of October. I, 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 September just went... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know what we did. Did we do some radio shows? <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Oh, gosh. I've been... I hear what you said. Oh, no, I mean, I had my mic off. How could they hear it if I didn't have my mic on? <laughs> oh, well, I was hearing you. You were hearing me? Yeah. Oh, that's creepy because the mic was off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you... uh play with your button, the, yeah. that mic button, I hear you playing with the button. Oh. When I'm listening to the shows, mm -hmm. I hear you playing with the button, and I'm thinking, oh, she's playing with that button, trying to get her voice on. <laughs> if we can hear you playing with the button, couldn't we hear you talk? I would think so, but I don't know. <laughs> Walter's going to Walter's going to come back and he's going to get in my computer and he's going to tell me how to drive again. <laughs> Good thing he's back. <laughs> you need desperately. <laughs> the Lost Book of Herbal Remedies sounds fascinating. Let me let me ask you this, Walt. What did you how, how did you, you start you went and got the dandelions? What was it that you were looking at that made you decide which of these various ways of healing yourself would be the best for you? Uh, trial and error, I guess. The same learning from the doctors. If they, if they can do it, why not do it <laughs> without drugs, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they taught then you something. Then he's got nobody to blame but himself. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, well, no, no. In all, in all seriousness, the descriptions in the books are so thorough on, on what they do and what they don't do, and uh, don't take it if they avoid this or that. 
is that it's really you you can't kill yourself with this just just read on each on each herb what it does and you'll see and on and, and so far the ones i've chosen they really have functions that are incredibly useful so i mean that's what i'm that's what i'm going with so far and i'm totally normalized i'm not i'm not out of control of my pressure so what the the only way that the my pressure overall changes it depends if 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 i'm just sitting doing nothing it it has one level and if i'm exercising doing physical labor of or or some kind of exercise then the pressure goes down uh, also, if if I'm if I have an empty stomach, stomach, a empty empty stomach, and I'm not digesting any any food, it tends to go up a little. As soon as I eat, it it drops like a rock. So that's 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 normal when you when you uh, digest, your pressure goes down because all the all the blood goes to the stomach. Well. This is so you're learning medicine now. Amongst your other subjects, you are now deeply into herbal yeah. remedies. I love this. Um, okay, I'm so becoming a medicine man. That's, I know <laughs> something new. It's exciting. Now, have you w worked with your pendulum since you've been out? Uh, not, not much. I've been. I've just asked certain questions every time I ask. Should I take, like, for example, I'll give me, let me give you an example. The doctors at the hospital gave me three different drugs. One is uh, high blood pressure, is the doctor, the, uh, the one is some drug that you're only supposed to take it when you're going to, to bed. And I thought, really, do I want this in my body when they don't, they're like guessing what it's doing? So I didn't take the one that you take, you're supposed to take when you go to bed, and I felt no change whatsoever. Uh, I stopped taking the one that was for to throttle back the heart because I needed to do work, and this thing doesn't let you do work. It just makes you and 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 when you take it, it makes you it makes you feel like you don't want to do anything. And I said I can't spend all day on my butt either lying down or reclining. So I stopped taking that, and the only thing I was taking as a preventative was the high blood pressure. But then one thing, I, one thing I noticed is that uh, the blood pressure was like set, always, always is either 170 or 140, 170 or 140, 170, depending on whether I was eating or whether I was doing physical work. Uh, it, physical exertion makes my the, my pressure drop immediately. So and I think and I thought and I thought to myself I'm going to follow Derek's uh, Derek's principle on this is just stop obsessing so much on the numbers and just focus on being well because one of the things I I understood even before I spoke to Derek is that there is no way that they that among the things that medicine supposedly knows one of the things I I, I say they don't know for sure is what it's supposed to be what it's supposed to be the right blood pressure i'm sorry but a 300 pound body build uh, i mean muscle builder cannot have the same blood pressure 
as a, I don't know, five foot, 100, 100 pound lady. This, it's impossible. It's just, it's, it, it just, the, it violates the rules of <laughs> physics. You can't have a, a giant body with with so much m- muscle and everything have the same have the same blood pressure the same blood pressure as as a tiny person. It's no way. It's no way. No how. And the thing is, when when I first arrived and I was taking the the drugs, when my pressure was between one thirty and one forty, I just wanted to sleep all day. I didn't have any energy whatsoever. And when my blood pressure, it's either, it's in 160, 170, it's like, I'm perfectly fine. I, I feel fantastic. I feel awake, which is what I needed in order to do the, the work done. Uh, I don't feel headaches. I don't feel dizzy. I don't feel, I don't feel anything strange in my head. Um, I just, I just have to go through the motions and I still have to get used to the body and, and its changes because of what happened on, on, on the right side, but, uh, it, I feel normal, you know, you know, given what happened. Uh, but I don't know those drugs, but you, but you went to the drugstore to renew the subscription, correct? Yeah. I, I followed the steps that they indicated, you know, what to do when you run, you run it over. And I thought, Oh, let's just refill just to be on the safe side. But I guess the guides or the God had a better idea. <laughs> they said, you know, how about no? We're not going to renew you at all. <laughs> okay, okay. So <clears throat> My head explodes. It's your fault. <laughs> so you are going back to the doctor and you're going to explain to the doctor what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I guess. For a general check. It's been a month since I saw him. Interesting. I don't think he can put the doctor into shock. (laughs) I think I don't think the doctor is going to tie me to a chair and take me into the hospital uh, by force. I don't think that's that's illegal, right? (laughs) So you have every right to refuse. Yes. What what what's your blood pressure doing now? Is it is it basically within what they consider normal, or is it? Oh no, absolutely not. Like if. If I measure it and I'm 165, oh, I'm, I'm one, I'm one step from death. I'm supposed, according to them, I'm supposed to be in the 130s. Oh wow! Well, I'm sorry, 130. I feel like 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 going to bed. I don't have any strength to do anything. I feel totally deflated. And plus, let me get. I don't think you've had these. I mean, this could have been your blood pressure all your life. Have you ever had your blood uh, pressure looked at before? I mean, you went in there and they said you got high blood pressure. Well, how the hell do they know? Do they know what you had, a, a, you know, before a week ago? I don't. I have no idea what my blood. It's been, I don't know. It's, it's decades since I've been tested that way. Because my, my blood pressure was always so low all my life that I was clinically dead. <laughs> you know, it was like it it, it. it was seriously. It was. It was very, very. Your long. weekly visit. Your weekly visits to uh, to to um, uh, <laughs> Count Dracula left you uh, with no nothing. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but because I was a nurse's aide for uh, a while when I was very young, and 
people would practice on me trying to hear the blood pressure because it was mm. almost impossible to hear. So it was like a challenge, you know, because low, you know, you got to be, you know, it was like, I remember the first, first time anybody did it, they said, I think you might be dead <laughs> because I can't, <laughs> I, I can't get a, any kind of a reading on your blood pressure. You know, they're just using the, the regular, you know, st strap it off so you get the pressure up and then take a listen to it, you know, type of thing. And uh, I mean, a feel to it, you know, when they're feeling it come through and it was like, no, it just isn't. So, you know, but that's my normal. So if I went into the hospital and they're saying, well, you've got incredible low blood pressure, I'd say, yes, I've had it all my life. But you wouldn't have even known that. So they could have been treating you for something that was normal for you all your life. I don't know. Uh, all I know is that uh, whatever chemistry is in those drugs, it makes you feel like shit. Because the first thing uh, I noticed in the first two weeks that I was home, uh, whenever I was straight at taking the the drugs, uh, you see, you don't you don't see normal. It's like you're looking through I don't know sparkles, you know the, the, those things that you they use for in, in when they do fireworks and they do things and they have the, those little those little the, the kids are given those little sparkles. Everything you're looking at looks like it has little sparkles. And it's when like, you see that, Walt, do you feel like you're going to pass out? It doesn't feel normal. It, 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 that's scary. When I it, start scary. seeing that, that means I'm on my way down. <laughs> Seriously. I oh. see that. That means my, my blood pressure is sky high, and I'm on my way down to the floor. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. And that, that's what I was having, like uh, five minutes after taking the medication. Jeez, something's not right. Yeah. So now I feel like myself. Physician, heal thyself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I have I have a theory that um, you know I don't worry about my heart because I figure it's gonna you know work until the day I die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just not gonna worry about it. <laughs> that, that tickled Dolly. <laughs> she oh, yeah. she has a How real understanding. Have I done that? <laughs> yeah, she has a real understanding of that. Works until I die, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then they may, and then they may be able to restart it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like at the, at the hospitals, one of the things they tested me for is that they figured that the the reason I had a stroke was because I had blockage blockages in my in my in my arteries. They couldn't find any blockages. They said so. The and the nurse goes. So it seems that what happened was just plain old high blood pressure uh, I, I was just what am I going to do I'm lying down and you're at their mercy what are you going to do oh yeah I guess whatever you say <laughs> I don't know all I know is that you know they're, they're waking you up at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. and 4 a.m. oh we need to draw some more blood oh really another another you need another bucket 
Yeah. You didn't like it. You did. You, you didn't. It wasn't enough with the uh, with the other bucket you had an hour ago. Oh God. I always said, "Oh no, the the vampire's back." <laughs> well, I'm glad you're figuring these things out for yourself. What makes you feel better? Yeah, I have to get. I have to get used to the the what do you call it the the right side going back to work because it you have to you have to build up the energy on the backs on the, on the on the side that that was that went off mm-hmm. and sometimes it uh, the one the only thing that annoys me is sometimes it gets hard it feels like it feels like the the shoulder is made of rock but then it loosens up so every time you you're doing physical work that uh, you know your right side feels heavy because you're doing all this all this physical labor or muscular work hmm, interesting <laughs> now Walt if you had any kind of memory of when you were kind of out of it well when you were very close to death or I mean is there any kind of memories that you have of that experience Oh yes, the place was so disgusting and so awful. Every time I have memories, I try to uh, hit myself with a hammer so that I forget. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but don't you have any any good memories of when you were traveling around? Good memories, uh, Dolly. I love you. You're uh, an, an absolute crazy lady. I, I love you, but I don't know any of the stuff that you said. I, I believe you, that I don't think you made it up, but um, I, I don't know of the things you say. All I, all I know is that I had nightmares after nightmares after nightmares and after nightmares, and it was horrible as because the, the worst of it all was not being... At any, at any given time, I didn't know if I was awake or if I was asleep, I didn't. Sometimes I was convinced I was awake and I was in my room and blah 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 blah. No, it, you look out the window and there's a thing there that shouldn't be there. So oh, oh I'm, I'm asleep, or the room changes into something else, and 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 it was like that. It was hell on earth. The only time I finally was able to go to sleep normally and wake up normally was when they took out the disgusting catheter thing after two weeks. I'm wondering if you were having uh, side effects from the drugs they were giving you, Maybe. making you have nightmares like that. I they they uh, they must have subjected me to the most ungodly <laughs> salad that they could come up with because you should have seen the list. And once I was able to speak. I said no, no on this, and no on this, and no on this, and the thing that they were giving—they were giving me something to make me go. And I said, no, I don't need something to make me go. I already go three times, three times a day. I go to the bathroom. I have no problems going to the bathroom, and you—you're making me go on. You're forcing me to go. No wonder I was bleeding from down there. Yeah, really. It was burning like hell. So and so once I was able to to do to, to talk, I would say no, 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 not for this. Oh no, no, I, I don't need something for that. Oh no, 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 I don't need something for. That. Oh God, 
<laughs> but see, that's that standard of care thing. You know, you yeah. were somebody that was not up and active, so they wanted to keep your bowels moving. So they give you a drug, but your bowels were moving fine. Yeah. You know, did anybody ask you if you had a bowel movement in the last six hours? Did they ever ask How? you? How could they ask me when everything coming out of my mouth was oh, Oops. nothing I couldn't get uh, any and then all I could get was emotional reactions out of my mouth. I could not get an unintelligible word coming out oh frustrating so they just keep pumping it, pumping it, pumping it. Oh, maybe he needs another pound or something else. Let's give him this. Oh, God. <laughs> well, thank goodness it wasn't enemas every time. I, that's how I was asking for enemas. Because you at were? least the enemas get, 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 get the acid out. Oh. I, ha- I, I notice, I notice uh, that's another thing that I notice is the, their diet, whatever crap they give you to eat on the, on the hospital. It has no minerals whatsoever. I had no minerals in my body, whatever. To give you, a, at one point, they came and give me, uh, gave me uh, uh, this huge ca- capsule. Uh, I thought it was a mini sub <laughs> because they had detected it. I guess when they did a blood analysis, I have very little or no uh, potassium. And I thought that's crazy because at, at home that's the first thing I take every single day. I have potassium uh, to, to to take on a daily basis. You your diet is is such that it doesn't give people the, the potassium they need. I mean, what doesn't that tell you something about what they're feeding their patients? <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. I wondered what field they were getting it out of. <laughs> Well, that's what it tasted like to me. Mm. Some kind of manure. Mm. I don't care for hospital food. Anybody need to go to the hospital? (laughs) 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 No, don't take me, please. I'm going to die if I go there. Don't take me. That was your mother. Your mother probably knew better than all of us. Oh, and to make things worse, she was only in the hospital for in one week, but immediately she got taken to uh, one of these places, which is for rehab, for rehabilitation, which is in, a, in another location. Uh, it's it's horrible. It's ten times worse than what I was. So so we're still talking about it. We we still have what is it? PTSD. Yes, you do. We both I... we're still suffering from that. We still get you get flashes and you and you remember. Oh God, no, no, no! no. Please, whatever happens, don't. Do. I I said I, I, before I had no control over nothing. I was just I was dead on one side of the body and I had no the, no power of speech, so I didn't have the power to say no. I couldn't defend myself, but now, now uh, you know the same way that you have that that mandate. That no resuscitation mandate. Well, I'm going to set up a, a no hospital mandate. Uh, just let me die. I'll, I'll be fine. Just, just be. Just make. Throw me on the side. I'll be fine. Uh, uh, DNR. Do not resuscitate. Do not resuscitate. But, but it doesn't say do not take you to the hospital. 
They just can't be pounding on your chest and bringing you back if you cross over. (laughs) I know. I haven't heard of one that says uh, you can't take somebody to the hospital. Legally, they have to take somebody to the hospital because they can't make the decision. And it's yeah, but if a person is awake and is able to speak, then you can say, no, don't take me to the hospital. Yeah, if you're they, conscious and you tell them no. If I'm conscious, I'm, yeah. I'm, no, well, you're not I, I have to point out that you were not able to say anything. I mean, they, exactly. they had that's, no option. That that's the thing I couldn't do. Yeah. Well, I, what I suggest you do is you, you spend this time to find somebody that uh, you know, understands healing instead of being medicine. You know, there's a big difference between a doctor and a, and a, and yeah, a person well, well, that's a some, healer. Someone, uh, I've, um, I've sent an email. I responded to an email because I, I, I've been going through, slowly through the messages that I got during the time that I, that I was away. And one lady contacted me who does dowsing, medical dowsing, uh, and she is able to scan the body to see what what is um, missing in the in the way of uh, like what minerals is missing, what's what's uh, where the balance is missing, and she says I can actually de- de- detect if there's a uh, calcification in the in in, in blood uh, in the blood vessels and what supplements you need to uh, correct that. So. There is a you. You have somebody is using dowsing, uh, if, if for a medicine, and which is not too, is which is not which is the same thing that Lloyd Meir is doing with his uh, he uh, balancing by numbers. The 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 book he put out is, is is a huge book on balancing by numbers, and and it's all medical, and it's all it's just uh, you recite the numbers. Therefore, you're installing in the, in the body, and you make changes to, to the body without putting anything physical in the body, just reciting the numbers. So, But I didn't have any of those choices. I was unconscious, and, and I couldn't even speak. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm referencing, Walt, is if you, if you can possibly find anybody out there who understands alternative medicine, they can act as your advocate so that they, you know, you got somebody that is on your records. No, something happens to me, you talk to this person. And they have to be certified so that they can actually, you know, be able to, because to, they, they don't want to hear somebody that's, uh, you know, doesn't have some medical degree. But there are doctors out there that understand this much more so than others. Dolly, you've mm-hmm. even found it that some of your doctors would kind of understand alternative oh, thinking yeah. whereas other all ones all my doctors is, right now all yeah. your doctors right now so what you need to do is you need to find somebody that you can talk to and say look it if i'm critical i want you there to get me off of that standard of care and to deal with me as an individual and that's what you what i was suggesting it's not that there aren't alternatives is this is that you know life can throw anybody a whammy and it, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't have a doctor. I'm, not, I'm telling you just, you know, what I think you should do, not necessarily what I would do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I'm not the person that, that you want to talk to if you got a medical problem because I'd say, you know, well, you must have contracted for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Break the contract. Well, I Annette is my POA, uh, power of attorney. Uh-huh. And she is also a no, oh, I forgot what the other one's called. But she tells them the the hospital people what they can and cannot do to me. And the doctors all have copies of all my legal lawyer paperwork uh, giving Annette all the power over me and my finances. And uh, and they know because we have talked about it with the, you know, the doctors and I have talked about it. And my cardiologist even has said, I really, really admire you. When I... Getting if I get in a position like you're in, I I would like to go like you're going, in and what you're doing. And uh, my my doctor came, my family practice doctor. He is all on board, and he'll even tell me of of like a, a, a herb or something. So I have good doctors. The angels led me to these doctors. I was, I'm very fortunate. So if you could find a doctor or a practicing nurse, almost doctor, uh, and talk with them, maybe they could direct you to how you could do this with the hospital uh, thing, Walt. Or, or an attorney. Call an attorney. They have free consultations, some of them for an hour. You could call an attorney and and see what they say you can do, what your rights are, and and what kind of paperwork you'd need legalized. Hmm. I think it's better to go just live in the middle of an empty empty mountain. (laughs) About a thousand miles from the nearest person. Yeah, that way you die. Guess what? You be, you become uh, mulch. <laughs> It'd be your luck that some uh, hunter would stumble upon you and give you CPR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's funny. Jeez. Oh, uh, no, I mean we're all in the hands of of God, you know, yep. for lack of another expression, and. I, you know, I see people go through these medical episodes. I've gone through them myself, but uh, you have to you have to believe that the people that are there. In your case, I'm not so sure this happened, but when when you when you get in that 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 situation, then you just have to call in the angels. You know, because every one of those people, if if you. And I believe that we, the more we, the more we put the energy into believing that we've got all sorts of energy around us in the form of angels, in the form of, in my case, Jen, you know, in the form of uh, higher selves, you know, whatever it is, there is always somebody there that's got your back. You know, the, the phrase "God's got my back" is said by many people who are out in this alternative realm because you realize that. God's got your back. Whatever whatever God ends up being, because you're so protected. 
And mm-hmm. so you were protected. I mean, you didn't die. Somebody got mm-hmm. there, got you off the floor, got you in there. So even though they were making mistakes, they weren't mistakes that killed you. And mm-hmm. so you have to look at it from that standpoint. Because, my God, there's a lot of people that go in there and, and don't make it out. But you're, yeah. you're, you're protected. And it's like I say, when Derek took a look at what was happening with you, he, uh, he was very much aware that the room was very crowded with a lot of spiritual beings. And in fact, he got pushed out. <laughs> you know, he he was told, "No, we don't need your help here." Um, you have to you have to think of that way, so that the, I mean, when I okay, I just suddenly started having you know an incredible, uh, I was bleeding out. I mean, they apparently changed my blood completely, but I was bleeding out from uh, uh, something that uh, either a vein or <clears throat> who the hell knows what it was in my intestines. So I was under no pain whatsoever, but I was dying. It was obvious. I, nobody ble- I mean, I actually freaked out the emergency room people. You know, they, had, they said, we've never seen anything like this, you know, and they, they're trying desperately to stop me from bleeding, and I'm there like, well, um, okay. I mean, I was in absolutely no distress whatsoever. And... I was lucky in that I was in Massachusetts, not in Miami, and so the local hospital was like five minutes from where we were. We get in there, there's nobody in the emergency room. I did not have my uh, insurance card with me because for some reason when I was taking out the stuff I didn't want to travel with, I took that one out, which was dumb. But you know, I mean, down here they'd say, "Well, we can't take him." Blah, blah, blah. Up there they said, "Okay, well, when you get a chance, get the get us the information." You know, um, and then the then the do- the doctor that that ended up one of the well the RN the RN on that floor was just like an angel. She was just she was just kind of angelic. All of them were kind of angelic, you know. And yes, I was kind of out of it. I mean, I kept losing all the blood in my body, and I was a little bit out of it, but not much. But they were all very um, happy that the doctor that got assigned to me was somebody from an outside hospital. But he was extreme. He was like the best doctor that they thought was there. So even though I was in the hospital situation, which can always go very, very badly, just call in your guides. Call in those people and, and just believe in this because, you know, belief is so important in allowing the magic to happen you give it permission to happen is basically what it is so um yeah so well i had five angels come come to my rescue and i didn't understand but i knew somebody was there and i had net going she had to go outside in order to get the phone connection, but I had her go call Nancy and ask Nancy, who's here? What's going on? <laughs> and Sherry was watching the the machines they had me hooked up to. She knew something was going on. Because I looked at her and I said, Sherry, I'm feeling kind of funny right now. Something's happening. She said, oh, I know something's happening. I'm watching your, your numbers. <laughs> so they, there's... There's beings there to help you, whether you know it or not. Believe it. Just believe it. Yeah, because when you get in that kind of a situation where you're in the hospital, you can't communicate. You know exactly what happened to Walt. 
you're at their mercy. Yep. So, you know, you really do have to, you know, and I understand that, that when you're in this situation, you not, might not be thinking about this. But in reality, they're there for you for everything. A big thing like a medical crisis to a little thing like, where the hell did I put my glasses? You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're always there. And if you just ask them to come into your life, to make themselves known and don't get freaked out and don't say oh my god I just saw an angel oh my god oh my god or you, you, you think of something and the next time you turn around and there it is mysteriously and magically just appears in front of you this stuff happens because they're there they're real it's, they're just in a different form they're in a different frequency of of energy so that our perceptions can't see them but they're just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there so um, I just I'm just so grateful that you you didn't die. Gee, that would have been rude. Oh my God! Yeah, really? <laughs> he hadn't even he read the book. He hadn't even read the book. Yeah. His life story. And the thing and the thing was that I was so uh, I was not not impressed at all by what was happening. I was full. I was awake. Uh, I fell on 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 the floor. I found that you know. Uh, my right side was not responding at all, and then remember when they took me out onto the onto the onto the uh, ambulance. But I was looking at it like I was looking at a moving. You know, this looks kind of interesting. I was really not. I was not like I was terrified. Oh my God, what is happening? No, I, I was like, mm, oh, I wonder what's going to happen then. I wonder when it's going to happen afterward. <laughs> It was like such a such a such a novel experience. Well, Derek, turned, when, yeah. when Derek looked at you, he said that you, he said his the rest of his electromagnetic energies are outside of his body, by a foot. So you would essentially just you weren't you weren't inside your three D body. You weren't synced with your three D body, and so yeah, you were in the object you know outside of your body and and looking at it objectively. Oh, what's happening here? <laughs> Very interesting. But he he did yeah. see you outside of that 3D body. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so we're at the top of the hour.
And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It is October 6, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And we had a, uh, an interesting one-hour show talking about Walt's excursion into the medical world. Ooh, scary. <laughs> you guys there? Are you yep. muted? Okay. I'm here. It's Walt. I don't know about Walt. Okay, now I'm back. Okay, good. Okay, now we can't disappoint our audience. We do have to um, kind of give them an update on current events. Don't you think, Dolly? Oh, yeah. Dolly loves talking smack, if you've never noticed. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when, when the one who went to the hospital was the close to... Trump won, and the one that came out of the hospital was the real Trump. <laughs> I Magic. thought, yeah, I thought, I thought that. I don't know what that was all about, but I definitely felt like the guy that was that came out of Walt Reed. But I'm going to tell you something, Dolly. Now, Walt, Dolly, and I talk on say what, and we talk about some of the same things we talk about here, but. <laughs> He got, he left, okay, I, I'm assuming you know that the president came down with a diagnosis that he was positive for COVID. I'm assuming you know yeah, that. Yeah, I, it was, uh, I was, when I first saw the news, I said, what a, this is a, this is a great way for the Democrats to try to get the president out of the running by making him sick. But then I started suspecting something. I said, I think this is he's playing he's he's playing some kind of move. And then last night I was listening to what Utsava had to say and she was laughing. Uh, she said that the, the president is trolling the internet by by this thing because they're not saying that he's sick, he's saying that he tested positive. They're not saying that he's got the virus or that he's sick or that he, they're just saying he tested positive. And that's and that's true. That those are the the right the the, the words they use. That they, he tested positive. They're not saying that he's sick. There's a big there's a big difference. <laughs> well, that that's they it. said. Go ahead. And they said that he he shows symptoms of it. No, well, he did test positive supposedly. Yes. Um, but again, we know about that. But the other thing was is that he apparently had symptoms, which is what's what Dolly's referring to on Friday, and that meant fatigue, and um, specifically his oxygen intake, because you can have plenty of oxygen breathing in, but with the 5G COVID, um, that when you when you when it gets to your body, it can't be absorbed into your body, so your oxygen level in your blood falls. And that's what they saw happen. But I'm going like, wait a minute. It 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 would never, Dolly. It never fell below. Did it even fall into the 80s? It seemed like it had fallen from 96 to 93, and it was like panic time. You know, I mean, what what his breathing? You mean? No, his oxygen content in his. Oh, his oxygen. But anyway, after half an hour of oxygen, it came back up to normal. And th- so they could say, oh, he's, he's, he's got these symptoms. And, but then he, went, he supposedly went into treatment and had all of these, uh, you know, somebody in chat 
what was Fernando? Fernando was saying maybe now people will believe this was when he first got in there because we all knew that he was fine, that he would be fine. But um, and and Fernando was saying maybe this will get the fear out of people because they can see that the president who has got, you know, is within the range of having problems, you know, is is fine. And somebody said, oh well, that might be true if you got the best doctors and every treatment that you can get, but not the average person. And the reality of it is, is that there was only one new treatment that he took that is not, all the rest of them are now standard for COVID suspicious environment. Let's put it that way. Um, and that one was the new plasma stuff. So that is essentially an experimental drug that he got under a law that he got passed okay that says that if if you got an experimental drug that seems to be doing well then even though it hasn't been approved by the FDA somebody can you know get this what what do they call it a, a care what is it uh compassion or something compassionate usage something like that yeah, yeah. and and um so so that's how he got the that whatever that drug is called this new plasma drug um which to me is kind of a heroic thing to do. Not only do, do you have the treatments that you, because of your efforts to make this thing happen fast, have got out there already, being given to people, and that's why the death rate is plummeting to, what is it now? You know, even for in his range, it was like 94% survivability. Um, he takes a, he courageously takes another drug. Let's assuming that he actually took it, um, but another drug that um, was still in the experimental phase. So you know these Trump haters, you know maybe you want to step back and and take another look at that. You know that no, those treatments are available for you. That's the prescribed. I mean, I was listening to this doctor and he he went through it. He said all of these things are prescribed for people uh, uh, you know uh, showing symptoms of, of COVID so anyway Dolly D Walt you got you guys want questions you know go ahead I'm stop I'm stopping <laughs> are you sure <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> I was just tickled oh go ahead Walt no no I was asking a question because as I was coming back to the Headset. I hear what Dolly says that one Trump went in and another Trump came out. So what was that about? Yeah, well, that's what tickled me the most. Um, it was the Trump that looks the most like him that went in, and he did some code stuff, tapping on his leg once and on the railing of the helicopter when he got up toward the top and <clears throat> so I was getting into that with Jan and then uh, that was the lookalike Trump the, the closest to Trump I call it then when I watched the one come out of the golden doors which everybody was making a big do oh he's going to walk through those golden doors just to make a big scene yada yada I thought well get over yourselves so anyway I'm watching him walk through the golden doors and who was it but the real Trump and so he put his hand on the railing not to hold himself up but he did some more code taps on the railing on the way down and um, 
turned and of course and waved to the peoples when he got to the, to the car. And I'm thinking, okay, so this was magic. He he didn't go in there to start with, but he came out. What was going on in the meantime? Because I think the the real Trump was busy doing stuff, and that's and they just had the really close to go to the hospital. I think there was a lot of stuff going on between behind the scenes, and I think there still is because he's not really having people meetings. I I understand he's meeting in one of the rooms in the White House, or I mean, working in one of the rooms in the White House. And coincidentally, his inner circle all proved out to, 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 to test positive so that they could disappear for a few days. And And it just makes me wish I was part of the inner circle so I could do what they're doing. <laughs> but you know, Walt, and, so, and, and Sam... So you want to be tested positive? You want to be tested positive? <laughs> well, that doesn't mean they are. Well, so no, no, means, I'm, just, I'm just saying oh, because I mean, it, well. <laughs> you have to subject yourself to the test. <laughs> yeah, you have to subject to the test. But. Well, 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 I don't trust the test. On Saturday when we were talking with Jan about this whole thing, um, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to those two and all of a sudden I just said, where's the president? And boom, I'm looking at a huge spacecraft. And I went, oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God, we've missed it, we missed it. I said, you know, we, we, we get so involved in the details that you lose track of the big picture. Now... Here's, we know that there is a lot of information, a lot of concrete information. For instance, where did $30 trillion go? You know, into the secret space program. So we know that this is a a reality uh, based on, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say, yeah, there's a secret space program. And based on everything that I know, I think it's one that is, you know, the equivalent of the Star Trek universe. So you got a president that comes out. We know that his Uncle John, his favorite one, John is Donald, J is John, Donald John, okay, Uncle John, was the guy that went in and took, the, took control for the government over the Tesla papers when Tesla died. Donald knows more about the inner workings of, let's say, energy technology than any president before him, I'm sure. And when he got up in front of the people to accept, you know, to be president, become president on the 21st of January in 16, uh, 17, he said there are, you know, technological advancements that will just, you know, change everything. He told everybody this. So then in this last four years, your mic is open, by the way, Walt. Sorry, let me I, well, okay, I just didn't want you to burp, you know, into the microphone. Um, anyway, <laughs> the, 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 the concept here is Too that... Too late. <laughs> 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 the, the concept here is that he comes on the scene and then he, he sets up the Space Force. You know, and, and it's like the I guess the media doesn't want to play with it, but maybe even Fox or anybody else does because who the, what the hell is it? 
Nobody really knows. This is Space Force, you know. But every time the the president says something about it, he'll always, you know, say, very important. You know, and a lot of times he'll say, very important. Very important three times he'll say it. Um, so I've been picking up on this, that the Space Force is much more than, you know, oh, yeah, we set it up and we're going to build it. No, it's built. It's already a done deal. He's just making it real. So why the hell wouldn't he be on ships? You know, and like I'm going like, oh, my, you know, nobody sees anybody, everybody. You walk out of a room, you were with a real Trump. You walk back in, you're with another one. Hey, easy, easy with the new technology. I have no doubt about it. So what, I was missing this stuff. Okay, so after the show, I'm gonna, I'm doing something. I'm, I'm on doing a YouTube thing. I'm uh, looking at somebody's YouTube that I think went. I should have finished listening to it because the next time I went back to it, it was deleted. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm, I'm listening to this. But then I, uh, you know, that list that they have on the side of uh, the YouTube, their advertisements for, for different things. There was a Trump hat, and it was just, for some reason, it it just was kind of a neat hat. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm going like, I, I, don't, I don't even think I was thinking. I was just like, what's this about? And so the next thing I know, I'm not pushing that button. I am going to DonaldJTrump.com, to the store, and looking at hats. Okay? And I go through the first page. Oh, okay, you know. The mega, mega ones with the red and the white and, you know, all these. And, and then, you know, veterans for Trump and, you know, doctors for Trump. I mean, there were all these different hats. And I get to page three, and there it was. There it was. Make space great again. <laughs> That's what it says. Not only do they have that, they have a, bunk, a bumper sticker that just says Space Force, and then in small letters it says Trump. You know, and uh, there was something else that they had. What was the other thing? Uh, no, that was, but those two, two items. This is my guides leading me to information that collaborates the fact that, yes, we're, they're working with a secret space program. They have why are we worried about the guy? I mean, any kind of a dangerous situation, they can just beam him up. Oh, he just got assassinated. The real one got say, Oh, my God. We'll go back five seconds and pull him out of there before he dies. You know, I mean, it's like... I just... I mean, since since I got this kind of concept, it's like, well, okay, then this is, this is up the game. You know? So, yeah... But Dolly, I did see him tapping the. T he tapped the top when he walked out of Walter Reed. He tapped the top railing, and then he went down and he didn't do the tapping until he got to the third because it was like a series of three railings. And on the third yeah. one, he tapped it again, and then he tapped his leg like he does. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's some kind of a Tourette syndrome in him, that you know, it's just this nervous thing that he does, or, or a habitual no, thing, no, no. or if it's he really doesn't cold. do anything by accident. I agree. So I don't know what this it, code is. I wish Jan was here because he tapped once on the top, one two, one, and then he went one two, one again, and I'm thinking, well, is that Morse code? Could I figure it out by Morse code? And and then I just, I, I leave that kind of stuff to Jan. But it's fun watching this stuff. 
trying to figure stuff out. If nothing else, we have had fun for the past three years. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. So, um, okay, so that that that's that um, that kind of like different kind of look at current events. But let's back. Oh, but wait, I got okay. something okay. else. Okay. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the the Trump who came out on the balcony once he got out of the helicopter and in the White House, the Trump who came out on the balcony was the redhead. It, it wasn't either one of the other, the, the close to Trump or the Trump. And he kept looking down and talking to somebody, and I was wishing they'd pan the camera down there so I could see, who's he talking to? <clears throat> and, um, and the Trump who made the announcement of uh, don't let COVID scare you and, and he's, he's sitting there talking to the peoples, that is the real Trump. So in the past few days, they've been playing with all the Trumps. So keep your eyes open. Something's going on. Okay, I'm done. Well, I have to say that <clears throat> when that helicopter was in front of the White House uh -huh. and it started to, he was on board and it started to take off, uh -huh. I, I had to fight seeing it exploding. Oh! It was awful. I got, all of a sudden I saw it explode and this has happened to me when somebody is thinking about doing something. You know, it was like the towers, when the, when the towers actually collapsed. Prior to that, you know, it was the third time that I saw, I was watching the television, I physically saw them, saw it collapse. And then the next instant it was up again. And it did it again. And it was the third time that it didn't stop. So, you know, I'm going like, no, not on this timeline. Not on this timeline. And it kept trying to, it, it was like, either somebody was projecting it to create an event or somebody was thinking about it I don't know what it was but um, I, I got to the point where I'm going like uh, I just realized I, I, it was sort of like this realization you know and of course I hey I could be making this up but this is cosmic realities you know reality sci-fi I make things up but who knows if I'm right or wrong but it's great sci-fi um, but so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm getting this this image in and I, I, I'm, I'm beating it back and then I'm going like, okay. And I went to the I went to the space people. I said, "You guys seeing what I'm seeing?" You know. And it was like, we got it taken care of. You know. I so, thought that same thought really you? fast. I thought it, and I thought, no, no, I'm not going to think it. I'm not going to bring this to life. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. But then I get, it kept coming back. And so that's when I, 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 it was so, it was, I was going under such stress because I was, I'm like, trying, when, when these things are happening in your own head and you're fighting yourself, you're seeing these pictures, you're trying to get rid of it, you know, you're going back and forth, you can start to, to kind of weird yourself out. And I realized I was doing that, so I got out of the way and I stu stood back, and that's when I went, oh, you guys got this, you know, and I said, yeah, don't worry about it. So, um, I don't know. 
but I do believe that you know there is much much more at play we've been told but it was stepping back and looking at the whole thing yes they've got the ability to look at every I mean think of the technology the surveillance technology right now we know that they can look through concrete you know what what do they have in the Star Trek universe as far as being able to see everything that's happening. It's just kind of fascinating. And did you also notice that there were two plane, two air, air, two helicopters? Yeah. That was weird too. Well, I think it was weird. No, one on the ground. And, and you know, then it gets up there and it kind of flies over the camera, right? The camera guy had to turn around to actually, you know, it was blew right over him. And you're seeing this one helicopter, and then from some other place they get this wider shot, and there's the second one. And it looks like the first one. They always fly two. Yeah. But, um, so maybe they, that... Uh, coming back home, uh, coming back to the White House, they had two, two, two also. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it is. It, it's like a you know, a magic show. Look over here. Look over here while they're doing something over there. You know. <laughs> when when the real Trump walked out of the hospital, I thought, magic. <laughs> I thought that song. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I I have fun with it. Well, then, then okay. Let, let's let's talk about Biden and the sci-fi involved in the debate. <laughs> I mean, we 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 could talk for we have you know hours on on the debate itself and and what went down there. Did you happen to look at any of it? Did you see any on YouTube or anything on it, Walt? You muted. Did you leave the room? Sorry, I sorry I was still muted. Did you see any part uh, of it? What was your what was your take as somebody that wasn't really paying attention, probably? Uh, I'm not nothing because I never saw the the thing. Oh, you didn't see uh, the debate. Right? No. Nope. 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 No, no. Well, Dolly, I don't think he missed anything. <laughs> Dolly, Dolly went to bed. She said, "I can't take any more of this." And I had been trying to mute. I would mute it for a while, and then I'd come back up. It was awful. It was just. It was it was not the president didn't go, look good, but Biden kept lying and lying and lying. Oh, it was it was so it was so bizarre and so preposterous that it was just like and he was calling the president all sorts of names. <laughs> he called him a clown. He said, "Shut up," you know. Um, oh, you're the worst. Shut you, up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you're the worst president America's ever had. Oh, good lord! What were all those things? I just. Took him from it a, was like a fight of, between boys on the playground. But then I heard people talking about about it, and they were saying, "Well, Trump did get him to it, that he wasn't with. He didn't agree with the uh, uh, the five and and the oh, what's that wenches thing she wants." The energy program would know where the the cows can't fart because she's going to kill them all. 
so Biden didn't agree with that and Trump pulled that out of him and he pulled a couple other things out of him too <clears throat> to where uh, Biden and it showed that Biden and Harris do not agree <laughs> well, I, I did the promo for Say What I don't know if you've seen it but I've got the picture of the president on the left and the vice president on the right well ex-vice president Joe Biden and then you've got Wallace who was just horrendous in the four you know with his back to you, you know, and uh, I said, okay, so so Biden says, he gets, he, 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 Trump got Biden mad at him, I don't remember how he set him up, but all of a sudden, Biden is is screaming at him, I am the Democratic Party right now, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Trump says, not according to Harris. <laughs> oh, yes, he set him up on that, oh right? my God. Who's, who's Harris? The vice presidential nominee, the, the one that's running with Joe. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So that so that so then he then 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 Biden gets mad again. And he says, "I beat Bernie Sanders," and Trump says, "Not by much." <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then I'm him. And and then and then and then he's got him on the um, uh, talking about socialism and the socialist. You know, the far left crazy people. You know and. Um, so Biden is, is, is like, he says, he, well, what Trump was saying is that you got with the Sanders people and you on your own website, you got a manifesto that is all, all those other, the, the tribe there, those girls, uh, weirdos. Um, and, you know, all the, these other people out there that I find to be very, very weird, weird. But you, you've gone with them, and he's setting them up again, right? And Biden got mad again. He said, would you shut up, man? There is no manifesto, <laughs> right? So he no sooner says it than, you know, I suppose probably everybody in America uh, went on, well, if you were smart, you know, you go check that one because we all know it's there. So I pulled it up. I went to his own website. The manifesto, it's not called the manifesto, but everybody calls it the manifesto. And and Biden said it's not there, it's not there, you know. I don't I no, no, I I'm not I'm I you know. And sure enough it's there, hundred and ten pages on his website. Right? And so when he said there's no manifesto, Trump says, You just lost the left. Because he just <laughs> he just yes. absolutely said there is no manifesto, you know, and so, you know. And then at one point he turned towards I'm debating him and you, because he was ste stepping in and I mean he was he was stopping the president he was interrupting the president he was demanding things from the president. Will you what was it? Will you um, denounce white supremacist? <laughs> the president's like oh I didn't hear that part. Oh that was what started it was Wallace asked him that question, demanded, will you, you know, denounce white, and, and the president kind of like looked back at him and like, you know, hey, why are you accosting me like this? And B, well, yeah, sure, because he had done it continually. I mean, somebody put together a, a video of Trump saying that and saying it over and over and over again for the Since last seven years. 2016, yeah. Or even earlier, 15. Yeah. It was in 15 that he, you know, so okay. it's like, what, 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 what is the matter with you people? Um, but, you know, finally, he's, he's like so frustrated with him. He says, yeah, yeah, who do you want me to, who do you want me to denounce? And Biden says, 
the what is it the boys um oh what's what's the name of the, the that group there patriot boys or something you know what i'm talking oh, about I don't, know. I don't yeah i know who you're talking what you're talking about but i never pay attention when they say that so i don't know i'm trying to think but anyway he says okay and he says he sees instead of saying this is a uh uh well, I wouldn't call them militarized. I mean, they're, they they just seem to be... As a matter of fact, I think one of them was associate, or may have been, one of the, that young man that was killed, that had gone, he was killed by somebody, came up behind him and shot him dead because he had a, a for Trump pattern... Proud Boys. Proud Boys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Proud Boys. Infinite came up with... Thank you, Infinite. And so... He, he, you know, he, so Trump says, Biden says, Proud Boys, and Trump says, okay, Proud Boys, stand, you know, to stand down. They want him to demand that they stand down. So it made it look like all of the aggression and the arson and the killings that were happening on the streets were because of white militants, you know, and that was what they were trying to do, and Wallace was the one that started it. So, so Trump says, okay, okay, you want, Proud Boys, fine. Proud boys, stand down, stand by. And when he said that, man, I got a cold shiver in me. He didn't, you know, he's he, he's he's not going to tell the whites, and they're not white supremacists. You know, they, they're not racist. I mean, Biden even called him a racist. They're not any of that. These people that are out there are for, you know, many of them are veterans. You know, these are people that understand that they took an oath to protect this country from enemies domestic as well as foreign. And so what he was saying to them, in my opinion, was, you know, you're not needed right now, but I'm not telling you to, you know, I'm telling you that I know you're there, but just don't do anything. And they haven't done anything. I haven't heard of one person associated with any kind of a white supremacist group that's been arrested in all these these months of this burning and looting and crap. So See, I didn't understand that Proud Boys thing. And then when he said that uh, stand down, stay alert thing, that sent shivers up my spine the way he said it and looked. And I thought, oh, what is that? Well, so I, are they a good group that... Is waiting to be sent on assignment. What? What is it? For all I know, the proud, the, you know, the proud boys think of the same way I do. You know that you can play these games and you can burn the cities, but push comes to shove, and meaning really, push comes to shove. You have got million, a million veterans that know how to fight. Yep. That have all taken an oath to protect this nation. And that's what everybody, well, they don't want to talk about it, you know, but I'm talking about it. I'm saying I trust my military. I am our military. I am a veteran who would not, not hesitate. Well, except for the fact that if I fired a gun, it'd probably break my shoulder. <laughs> you know, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I would not hesitate if it took going to the streets to protect the Constitution of the United States. I would not hesitate. And I'm not alone. Yes, a lot of veterans were just, they used the system. They don't care. But there were, there's, there's a, a type of person that takes that oath 
And nobody ever says to you, okay, you're out of the military, you don't have to keep that oath anymore. It's never rescinded. Protect the country, the Constitution, the thing that has guided us, that was, in my opinion, inspired by God or whatever spiritual entities are out there, the spiritual universe, as a way of government. When it's, when it's working well, it, it works extraordinarily well. But even the people that devised it, I think it was Hamilton that says, we are devising, we, we are constructing a government that is so dependent upon the goodwill of man. The people that you elect, those are the ones that have got to carry the mission of keeping the Constitution, keeping this, this at that time, revolutionary way of thinking about government. You know, and he's so correct. If you put the wrong people in there, you get the wrong results. And the people that are in there right now, not just Democrats, although Democrats have the power, so that's why you're seeing it you know, completely, you know, you continually see them getting the finger pointed at them. But what they're doing is they're destroying everything that is fundamental to the Constitution. Point in fact, they've got this Supreme Court nomination coming up. And in response to doing something that is not only legal, but required by the Constitution... I mean, all this stuff about you got to wait until the... That's all crap. 26 other presidents had the same decision with a Senate that could, you know, vote in the their nominee. Uh, in an election They're year. not going to wait. No, they're, they're, they can't wait. They can't wait. This woman is needed because if, if, she, if you didn't have nine, you'd have... Eight and it could be yeah. four and four, and everything goes to the House, the Congressional House. We need that yeah. woman in there. So, but 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 what the response of the of the Democrats were is well, we're going to change the Constitution. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to what they call pack the court, and they've openly uh -huh. used that phrase, which means that instead of nine, they'll decide maybe twelve if Biden is president so that, you know, they can get, they can name these two other one, nine, three, three more people in there that are his, his choices, liberals. And, um, oh, one of the senator, what's his name? Uh, he wrote a book just recently that our freedoms are one vote away. He, he, oh, uh, uh. Oh, I name? see him in my head. Yeah. Cruz? Cruz. Or is it? Yes, no, that's okay. right. Yes, that's right, Senator Cruz. And he just wrote this book, One one Vote Away, and what he, what he he's a specialist in, this, in the Supreme Court. And he goes through different laws that came up before the court and how it was that, like the Second Amendment, you know, could be taken away from you. The First Amendment, everything could go. And they're openly in rebellion, saying they're going to change the government if Trump doesn't, I suppose, die. I don't know. I don't know what you know. He's doing what he was sent there to do. So it it's uh, you know, I mean, you, you it's a stark. Right now, everything that that seems to be happening keeps pushing the Democrats into 
more and more bizarre behavior. Um, deep state, yeah. Not just Democrat, deep state. Deep state, because there's Republicans yeah. involved in it, too. Yeah, but. and other beings, too. Um, let me read you something what Annika wrote. Okay. On, on Monday, 9-28-20, the New World Order tried to use ICBM missiles to blow up the fault lines around the world, especially on the east and west coast. This was averted by ETs and the light force. I don't know where he got it from. What do you think about that? First I'm hearing of it. He said on the 29th. Uh, let me get back up there. Hold on. On uh, 9.28. You can go. <laughs> she walked all over. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think about that. I know that there are a lot. I mean, I, I suppose there's a lot of... Th well, of course, there's things happening that we have no oh. clue about. How dangerous, what kind of things are happening out there. I don't know. But I do not... Now that I have the perspective... And by the way, I did order that hat. <laughs> I'm going to have a hat that says, Make Space Great Again. Nancy, is there stuff going? Can you hear another voice? No. Where? Uh, well, Sagey just walked over my keyboard, and now I'm hearing a man talking as well as you, and I was hearing music, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm still hearing the man. i got to figure this out. Well, you got look up there and see where you see some kind of a little uh, microphone thing that says you've got something playing in your browser. No. Anyway, Walt, are you still with me? I'm here. What you got to say for yourself? Uh, nothing. I'm just hoping this election is over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's just it just it's it gets crazier and crazier. That's all I know. I did vote though. I did vote. It was kind of funny because. Um, I'm an absentee voter, but I've been one for decades because uh, down here they put referendums and all sorts of changes to the Constitution and all sorts of weird things out there. So I um, want to look at this and study it and figure out what I what I should put, not just be jammed in a little booth going like, I've never seen this stuff before. So uh, anyway, I get the ballot and... Um, I'm looking at it, and I'm going like, oh, here are the, here's these weird things that I don't have any clue about. So something that, you know, you go to the poll and you're in and out in, you know, a few minutes, I take hours because I really do study what, what these proposal changes to constitutions and things are from the state to the county. And um, so I have to call Sandy, my next-door neighbor. Now, Sandy is... I don't think I don't know that she hates Trump, but she certainly wasn't going to vote for him. So I'm asking her about that, and I said to her, um, I said, I'm going out tomorrow, um, and I'm going to drop my ballot off at, at, at the post office. Do you want me to to drop yours off too? And yeah, yep, yeah, that okay. So the next day I go and I pick it up, and as I'm picking it up, I said, 
You sure you want to give me this? You know, I know what you voted for, and you know I could throw it away and not put it in the mailbox. <laughs> and she says, you're my best friend. I trust you. <laughs> but it did cross my mind. It did, it did. I have to admit it. <laughs> so, um, Walt, do, do you vote? Are you going to vote? Nope. Oh. Well. Why? Are you not a citizen? Not that it's well, I'm, a citizen, I'm a citizen, but I'm, but I choose not to be in that reality because that that thing is forcing you to choose a side, and I'm choosing a a different a different reality where I don't have to choose a side. So, I'm with Nelly on that one. So what? Do He's you not playing the game. He's not playing the game. Exactly. We all get a choice. We all yeah. get a choice, right? Yeah. That's my choice. Not, is not good for everyone, but it's mine. So what did I honor? I honor that for you. Yeah. What did you stop and say? I mean, you said that she was laughing. What? What? What else did she say? Anything you remember? Um. Well, she was talking about the 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 plan, or like for example, the first they're going to get rid of all the. Uh, uh, student loans and everything is, is going to go by stage not because a lot of people are believing that uh, for example the uh, mortgages are going to disappear right away when they move all the changes but she says no the changes are going to be gradual so first they're going to do all the school uh, more all those school loans next they're doing going to do all credit cards then he says, after that, they, they might tackle the uh, mortgages. So that's going to be next year when she was talking about the, the changes they're going to do. So I, I don't know. It's These are predictions. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's going to be this way. I don't know. Well, she does come up with some interesting things, I must say. Um, mm -hmm. So you're recommending that I don't try to pay off my credit card, huh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm still making payments because of the last thing. You, uh, after after what I went through, I really want don't want any more drama right now. Th no, thank you. So <laughs> uh, I'm paying mine off as we go. I don't want to get in a bind. Yeah. Well, that what is it? What is the saying? The last thing you want to do is give your enemy more ammunitions, and that's exactly what you do when you when you get into a position, and you decide, oh, I'm not going to pay this. I'm going to defend myself, and I'm going. Well, no, you're giving them a reason to attack. You want to play it quiet and just keep playing the game. Don't bring don't bring attention to yourself, and when you least expect that it's going to come down. I mean, that, if there's one lesson we we're learning from this man Trump, is that you never know when he something's going to fall. Because there you have it. He was he was baited into uh, into uh, uh, into an argument, and and he's the one who turned the argument against them. So you never know. <laughs> they never learn. They never learn. No. Well, they haven't changed their playbook in 2,000 years, so what do you want? 
nothing is nothing is gotta is gotta be written in papyrus. It's so old. You know, one of the things off topic completely, but interesting. One of the things that I saw this week was a documentary on a photograph of Abraham Lincoln after he had been shot. Oh, I briefly saw that, but I didn't pay attention. What was that about? Well, it was fascinating because, um, okay, so the president is shot in the Ford Theater, and then within 15 minutes they've taken him out of the theater and they've got him across the street in an apartment house. And he's in somebody's apartment and he's in, in this bed. And he was so tall that they had to put him diagnosed diagonally in the bed that's how tall this guy was so th- this plus, one plus beds in those days were made for midgets yes <laughs> yes on top of that <laughs> the the woman who um got involved in this she she was really a, you know it was, it was she was very pleasant it was she was a compelling kind of character but she had um she was somebody that authenticated stories and photographs and you know stuff like this and somebody came to her with this little, oh, it must have been about three inches by two and a half inches, and it opened up, and inside of it was what they called an Ambro photograph. And it was one of the early techniques of photographic work. So it's this little image there, and there is an image of a man who looks like they're either dead with their eyes open or so very close to death and a very good picture of it a close-up I mean it was it was a phenomenal photograph and the guy that gave it to her um, led her to start this trying to find out more about it but in the meantime that particular item got involved in a legal dispute over the ownership and it was locked away in a safe deposit box under law and so she never could really analyze it but they had um, uh, you know copies of it <clears throat> so that's the whole thing was about this story and the story goes and, and she unravels it and it was it was just compelling it was like she was using science to uh, Unravel. Could this possibly be Abraham Lincoln? So she took it to people that could do photographic analysis, and this one was stunning. They um, took the picture and they put it in the computer. Then they had something like over 4,000 different pictures in the program, along with about a half a dozen pictures of Abraham Lincoln. And they're doing this to see to give the computer sort of challenge the computer and sure enough the computer came back with pictures of Abraham Lincoln in percentages of how close the two matched up but only Abraham Lincoln out of you know over 4,000 images so that you know that was positive then she had somebody analyze you know from like the scar on the face matched this matched uh you know this this line here the hairline I mean everything about it they were analyzing all matched except the nose didn't look right 
but then she took it to somebody else that was a photographic expert and they were able to say well it's not right because the lighting is different it's making and they explain that away I mean it was just one detail after another until she gets to well how could this have been actually done because the president uh, it was like 10 o'clock at night or so that he was shot and so he never died until early that next morning and there was an hour time frame where this um, I think he was a major general but he was an officer in the uh, US Army by the name of Rutherford and he had responsibility to well now that I think about it he must have been he must have been already deceased because he w he had they showed a, a, a uh, uh, an order, you know, uh, that he was the one that was supposed to protect the president's body for this hour between basically when he had died and when he was taken out of the house. So there was an hour in there. And it turns out that <clears throat> the tenants above this room were Ozarki or something like that, O-S-A-R-K something I think, and they were brothers who were photo photographers. So a hundred years go by and all of a sudden two pictures showed up of the bed. Not the body's not there, but the bed is there. And it was a hundred years later that they that th these two pictures showed up. But now they've got this other new picture that, you know, it just seems like everything about it it's real. But this connection did could they have possibly uh, taken the picture because she went to Kodak, some official at Kodak, and they and she was told that that particular Ambrose kind of photography was not in use in '65 when the president died, 1865. So she goes and she gets a hold of the. It was a, I think a. It was some relative of theirs who had all of what they, you know, pictures and, and photographs and all sorts of things from the brothers. And so this woman says to, to, to the relative, well, do you happen to have anything that was printed on glass? And she says, oh, I have one thing. And she goes and she reaches in this drawer and pulls out the same kind of container, opens it up, and it's an Ambrose picture and she said this is one of our relatives because I've got other photographs of this person proving that that they could do that in 65 that they had the technique that it was so yes in fact all of the authorities that she contacted and got involved in this they all believed that it was a picture of Abraham Lincoln after he had died and you could watch the. What I think I, I found most interesting was the way that the people were reacting to this information, because some of them had been really, really into Lincoln as as uh, people that researched him, and it was profound. the The picture itself carried something that I've never felt a connection to any of those photographs of Lincoln, but this one was just kind of kind of morbid and grotesque and yet at the same time really beautiful in a weird sort of way and I bet if you just do a, a Google right now of you know photograph of Lincoln after he he died you'll find that picture um, but that was a it was a, it was a really interesting show that I highly recommend two-hour show too
but I know that you studied Lincoln there and his family there for a while. Walt, you told us about a few things that I didn't know. <laughs> oh, oh, I told you about Mary Ellis Kimmery. Right, right. A relative because he had a family. I can't even remember what it was now. He actually had children out of wedlock. Well, he had a. There were there were two sisters that were out of. Uh, what she ended up uncovering was she she discovered that no president of the United States, you know, going back to the 1800s or to the first president. No, no one has been able to be president of the United States unless they have a connection to royalty. And it turns out that Lincoln was had uh, a connection to royalty, and he uh, he did not get married, but he he had relations with this woman who was a royal, um, a German royal, and with this woman, she she had. Two little girls. Now, the unwritten rule in the in the royal houses is you can have all the children out of wedlock uh, that you want, but you always have to protect the children. And she said, and he, and she found that that was the one fatal mistake that Lincoln did was he didn't care, he didn't care for, and he didn't protect those those girls. He 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 made believe he made a. Uh, he uh, disavowed their their even their existence. So one of the one of those girls turned turned out to be uh, an ancient, an old, uh, uh, an old uh, relative of Mary Ellis Kemery. I think it was like uh, not great grandmother or something like that. Because Mary Ellis Kemery, she never understood why, even she was a little girl in her grandmother's house. They had a picture of of Abraham Lincoln, and she wondered why do we have a picture of a of a dead president? Uh, we're not related to him. Uh, every time she would ask this this uh, the, this old woman about the picture, she would get really wistful and sad, and she would get teary eyed, and she couldn't get a word out of her. And it turns out that she was able to get hold of that photo as the years passed, and the photo. Um, written uh, and it was signed a dedicated photo to the name I, I don't remember the name the woman's name but it was dedicated to his uh, his relative that, that, that means that his his um, her grandmother was uh, related to one of these two girls that, that had been fathered by Lincoln that's that's the relationship that she found in in their in their family relationship. Um, so I, I don't I guess Camry must be from her father's side, but uh, that's I don't know how, what's the last the official last name of the family, but that's that's their one of the things that she found when she spent uh, I think she spent like something like five years with a historian. Uh, pouring through the records of the Library of Congress. And it's incredible the amount of information that she found on it. She says everything is documented, but 
as long as you are willing to put in the countless hours to get to the to the information uh, on this thing. What did you say? Her name? Has... What what's the name? Uh, this this woman name this woman's name. Her birth name is Mary Alice Kemery, but she her everybody remembers her, um, her business name or professional name of uh, Linda Goodman. She wrote many books. Uh, her favorite field of uh, of study was astrology, and she wrote many books. Like she she wrote sun signs, and she wrote star signs, where she does uh, she covers several disciplines metaphysical disciplines so her, her she's very well known as as uh, Linda Goodman and what's her but real her, name what's her real name Mary Alice Kemery Kemery with a K so I don't know if that's Irish K-I K, no K-E Kemery okay Interesting. Huh. So, um, okay, we're pretty I've much... i got something to share. Okay, go ahead. Nett just told me that uh, Eddie Van Halen died of cancer. Who's he? Who's that? Eddie Van from Halen? The, from oh. the music group Van Halen? Yeah. Oh, he was married to Valerie Bertinelli for a while. Uh, I thought you... I I really... I'm surprised you didn't know that because I knew it. I wasn't... No, I wasn't Nancy in, doesn't know. I wasn't in. No, she that. was never... Oh. None, the problem with Nancy is she, she was never hot for teacher. I was what? <laughs> I'm making a pun. It's one of their favorite son, uh, oh. songs, Hot oh. for the Teacher. Oh. Hot for Teacher? No. <laughs> oh, not my kind of cup of tea, as it were, <laughs> I guess. Well. Stan drug me to see him live. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like going to see the bands. They were too loud. Hurt my ears. But I saw most of them. Wow, I just, you know, it just occurred to me that, that wonder when they'll ever have another rock concert where they've got stadiums full of people. Yeah, that's a good thought, question. I don't know. Anyway, boys and girls, we're going to sign off here. Thank you so very much for being here. And, um, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so now we got a, a burp and a sneeze out of Walt. We've got it recorded. Yep. He is, yeah. he is human. He is human. Yep. That's it's better than an Im imitation. <laughs> one to go, huh? One to go. Fart, fart. <laughs> oh, we are just, just so much fun. Anyway, yep. you want to say goodnight, Walt? Good night, everybody. Good night, Nancy. Good night, Dolly. Thank you for your help. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Good night. Good night, everybody. I had fun tonight. I hope you all did. Uh, love you, Nancy and Walt. And from Dolly World, 
Bye-bye. And thanks, everybody, for being with us. Be safe. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a man.